0: On today's episode, we're talking about getting shit done. And yes, I swear, because this episode is what saved me last week when I had a seriously traumatic injury, had to be on bed rest for six days with lots of ER and hospital visits. And I'm on the mend. I give you a little bit of context in the episode, which will close this loop for you. But I also talk about how all of that was possible and we didn't lose a beat and everything was done and the secrets to every single successful company I've ever worked with on how they basically eliminate crappy meetings, clearly communicate, get 10 times the results they've ever had as a company by working less, make their team efficient and track it all without the need for emails and slacks and stupid project management software that's utilized the wrong way so that you can do everything that you want to do as an entrepreneur, which is accomplish your goal, Change the world and have more time in your life to enjoy it rather than be bogged down with mundane bullshit. So, all of that in today's episode. So, let's get into the show. Welcome or welcome back to the Mind of George podcast. My job here is to help heart centered marketers and entrepreneurs ethically scale their businesses by deepening your relationships with your customers, your employees, and yourselves. I'm a little bit crazy and I'm super stoked to have you, but if you haven't joined my crazy family yet, just go to mindedgeorge.com and remember that relationships will always beat algorithms. Now, couple housekeeping notes here in the intro. Please remember to subscribe, leave a review, even if you tell me that I belong in a mental institute and I'm just a little bit crazy, but I'm here to support you, I'm okay with that as well. Otherwise, keep listening because we have some gold for you today. So if there was ever a time in history where i wanted us as human beings to have the capabilities of neo from the matrix this would be one of them where you could be sitting in front of me right now and by listening to this episode you're plugged into you know quote unquote the the matrix and understanding and i could just plug a usb stick into your brain to tell you a story and if you're watching this on video because we post these on youtube if you're listening to this here's a visual I'm on video right now in my favorite hoodie, um, except there's some blood stains on it and I have a purple wrap around my entire hand, uh, because last week I had, um, a very freak accident happen, uh, that kind of rocked me and this is my first day back working in almost six days cause uh, I've been on bed rest and healing and hospital visits and doctors and I'm fine, completely fine. Everything's fine. Um, I did nothing wrong. I was, a uh, a very large mistake happened um, that was never intentional, but I was on the receiving end of it due to some negligence or overlooking from other people's parts. I had a pretty big injury in my hand, but full recovery expected. I can move all my fingers. I'm fine, but it's one of those things where I can't even tell you the story, um, <laughs> but there's a lot going into it, and so I'm so honored and excited to talk about today's episode because today's episode is the reason that I was able to disappear for six days. Uh, and if not longer, cause my healing is going really fast. I get the stitches out, um, this week, but I wouldn't have been able to do that without what we talked about in today's episode, which is project management mastery. And, um, I know that was a really big open loop for a lot of you, but I've spoken to attorneys and my a few other things and I I can't actually discuss the details of everything what happened uh, for a long time, but I'm healed or I'm healing. I'm fine full recovery and I'm, I'm getting back into the swing of things. And in doing so, you know We've been working a lot and I record these podcast episodes like a day or two before they go up because I want them to be as current and fresh as possible. I want them to have current states, the current stats, the world. I want you listening to know that I recorded this as close to going live in your ear as possible and it's important to me and it's important to me that we stay connected and that we communicate well along these things. And it's because the other ways in which the business is set up and my team um, and and really, like let's be honest, Tyler on my team, who is <laughs> the rock star. Everybody needs a Tyler. that I'm gonna make a T-shirt like that. Everybody needs a Tyler. That should be a slogan because Tyler is a godsend, um, and he's a business partner. He's a friend. He's just an amazing human being, and we live in this business and work in this business. So if things happen, or I need to take family trips, or I have a medical emergency, or he does, that things operate efficiently and smoothly, and most of the time. None of us even feel the blip on the radar. Now, I have things that come up like guilt and I should get things done. Um, A lot of the entrepreneurial stuff that comes up for a lot of us, uh, but none of it's really accurate. And at the end of the day, like today is the day I decided like, hey, it's been six days. My mind is right I'm healed enough. I'm in a little bit of pain, but I'm managing it. Let's get back to work. And I came to do this podcast and Tyler sent me the outline. He's like, oh, the podcast we're doing is on project management mastery and about really understanding outcomes and outcome-based projects and how to communicate with our team and set everybody up to win as so that's what going we'll to be talking about in today's episode. And it's really important because for, I'd say close to 10 years as an entrepreneur, 10 years as an entrepreneur. I struggled and I struggle with a lot of things. Like I have to do it all myself or like, I don't know if you've ever seen this, but if you look at right now on camera at me, um, I have a notepad, you know, from our mastermind and just for today alone, there's 68 things on that notepad, like pedantic tasks, uh, like super small, trivial tasks, things like that. And so I would probably for most of my journey as an entrepreneur, spend more of my time thinking through every task I had to get done, writing it down and trying to organize it than I did getting it done. And as a result, it felt like I was chasing my tail over and over and over. And then I wasn't able to outsource, right? Because I was trying to outsource tasks. I was trying to outsource micromanagement. I was trying to outsource really... Kind of diminishing returned pedantic details that didn't help us move the needle forward. And it wasn't until, um, you know, a lot of experience, a lot of my friends, coaches, mentors, students taught me a lot. But then I'll never forget this. One of my uh, dear friends who I love to piece is Jonathan Baylor. Um, And he's, you know, written a couple New York Times bestselling books, is on a mission to change the health of this country. He used to work at Microsoft and he sat down with me and started talking to me about outcomes versus tasks and management at like a superior level. And if you've ever studied spiral dynamics, which is not something I've studied extensively, I've just looked into it, Spiral Dynamics is basically a way to color code kind of the culture of an organization, right? And the goal is teal. And teal means that everybody's a self-manager. Everybody's a self-starter. And we self-manage and then collaboratively as a team, we create the same outcome. And It's, it's a really amazing concept and I love it. And I've seen it executed so brilliantly in many companies that I've worked with. And quite frankly, and this is a whole nother episode, but I really believe that the, the success of a company is predicated on the culture not the product, not the customer journey, because the culture, it's what dictates how people show up, what energy they give, the results they create, how expedient the company can move, how quickly we can pivot, and things like that. And really at the forefront of that is communication. And communication is project management. And so that's what we're going to get into today. And so When we think about this, um, and I'm going to swear today because I feel like swearing, uh, we're really going to be talking about getting shit done, right? So having a great attitude is amazing. Having a great team is amazing. Being optimistic is amazing. Having a plan is amazing. All of them are important, but nothing goes anywhere if we can't get shit done. The ideas on the whiteboard are great, but they're just ideas. And I've heard many people over the years say ideas are great or ideas are shit, execution is everything. And I really do believe that to an extent. And there's thinking time, but then there's execution time. And project management is really just a way in which we track and communicate things that need to be done to move the business forward, right? Or what we talk about, the queen bee role or needle movers. And it's a clear system for identifying outcomes, tracking progress and seeing them through to completion. And today I'm going to give you the best that I can, a masterclass in project management. I will say we use this for us, every company we work with, everyone we advise, every one of our mastermind students and people are mind blown. And I send them this video. This video is included um, in our... Uh, Lighthouse Method course, um, our foundational course of everything you need, it's included. And people have literally told me that they didn't need any other video on the course. None of the marketing goal, the customer journey, the email goal, the strategies, dissemination. And they're like, hey, George, that content's great and everything, but none of that matters. This video changed my life. And in this podcast, I'm going to give you Basically, the overview of this video, and in the video, obviously, we walk through examples and teach you through it as a part of a bigger thing, but you're going to get the gist of it and most of it. So, I want you to strap in and listen to this. And this would be one of those episodes that pin it and save it. Uh, go to YouTube and watch the video of it if that's better for you, or come listen to it. But I want you to listen to it once as I record it right now, right? And I'm going to give you the actual step by step things, what we do. And then I want you to pin it and I want you to come back and I want you to listen to it again once you've had time to think about your business through the lens in which. I speak in this episode. And then I want you to come down for thinking time. I want you to grab this episode again, however long it turns out to be. I can't tell you that because I'm recording it right now with a pad of paper or a whiteboard. And I want you to go through it again. And I want you to immediately start implementing this into your business. Now, you don't have to do all of it, right? Our, our goal here is small changes, micro adjustments that when added together over the course of time, create massive results. And James Clear references this in his book, Atomic Habits, right? Habit stacking. But what I want you to do is be in progress and fall in love with the progress. So that's how I want you to kind of navigate this episode. Okay. So when we think about project management mastery, it's broken down and we break it down into kind of like five steps for you, right? And so step number one is team outcome tracking. Step number two is daily six things. Now that number Uh, Can work for you. We've done everything from five to seven, but never more than seven. So, six is kind of where we settled in the middle. Step number three is deadlines and deliverables. Step number four is consequences of under delivery. And step number five is celebrating and rewarding wins. And so, I'm actually going to take you through each one of these steps. And so, my team is amazing at this. And just so you understand, it's important as entrepreneurs to understand our strengths and our weaknesses, right? And so for me, I'm a visionary. I love thinking about the big picture, the 30,000 foot view, and even coming all the way down into the weeds of like how I could do these hundred things to make that one thing, what it would look like three months from now, six months from now. And, and a lot of us that's our strength. We're great at ideas and structure, like structuring those ideas and thinking how to get there and what levers to pull. And we're amazing at it. And then when we go to start execute it, we will execute in whatever order we want. And everybody else is on the receiving end of that debauchery basically. And we know that we'll get it all done. We'll get it all done because it's in our brain, but it makes us the linchpin. It makes us the pain point, And it makes us hold ourselves small because if it's not repeatable and trackable, it's not a process and it's not something that's going to help the business. So we have to understand our strengths. And so I understand that my strength is vision and ideas. My weakness is prioritization and tasking it out. And so my team <laughs> listens to all of my ideas and my team being Tyler and Richard 35 new ideas a week and then their job is to prioritize it and tell me when we can do it, how we can do it. And most of the time they don't get seen for six months because we're staying on task and on project because they're managing all that. So it's important for you, wherever you are, to understand what your strengths are, whether you do a disc personality test, a Myers-Briggs, uh, Sally said who's a friend of mine, uh, created uh, her own assessment, which I think is amazing for entrepreneurs. Uh, I think it's called Fascinate You and she's been doing this forever. You'll figure out where your strengths and weaknesses are, or you might be the entrepreneur whose strength is tracking project management, kind of the step-by-step process, like more of an ops brain, like you'd be a COO, like a chief operational officer. And then you understand that. And then your job might be to find a support system or a team that brings in a CEO that can hold vision and get it because you like those weeds, right? And that's normally the roles of a CEO and a COO. CEO is personnel management and vision. And COO is all the logistics that help accomplish that goal and they need each other, right? So it's important to understand that. So part number one, team outcome tracking. So we use a Google spreadsheet where each team member tracks the five outcomes they're responsible for that week. And I want you to understand the difference between an outcome and not a task. Each outcome is made up of several tasks. So for example, this week, I'm recording this podcast. And so this podcast goes live in two to three days. And so Tyler's outcome this week is published episode 43 or 44, whatever episode this is on project management mastery, right? Right. He knows what has to go into that and he knows what the team has to do, but that's his outcome. So the outcome is that this episode is taken, it is edited, it is published, it is transcribed, and it is disseminated on all the platforms. Now, if he was to write out all eight of those tasks – They're all kind of pedantic and they all kind of happen at once. So he's focused on the outcome and that's one of his outcomes. And then in that outcome, he might have to delegate things or work with other people, but that outcome stays at the top of his plate. And so we focus on outcomes because it keeps us focused and we have only team members have five outcomes a week and that's it. And there's times that those outcomes carry over for week two, week three, because they're big tasks like launching a six month buyer nurture sequence or launching a brand new digital course or um, testing cold traffic. Like there's a lot of things that come into it, but it keeps us aligned and on the same vision. So you want to use outcomes. Okay. So we use a Google spreadsheet and each team member tracks their five outcomes that they're responsible for that week. Outcomes, not tasks. Each outcome is made up of several tasks. Next to each outcome is a box that is either red, yellow, or green. And team members update that box based on progress of the outcome. So instead of me getting daily updates and having stupid freaking meetings that solve nothing, we open one spreadsheet and every team member, we can see in a visual instance where they are. Is it red, yellow, green, red, yellow, green? And maybe there's a task and an outcome that was green that we needed to be green for us to move on to. By them making it green, we can see it or the updated it in Asana and I don't have to have a communication, a wasted email, wasted Slack message and inefficiencies that are really in the weeds that prevent us from moving forward. And then we see the progress and we move forward. Then next to that, we have a column for deliverables. So each team member can actually paste links to their work for all of us to see and celebrate together. So let's say right now, Tyler's outcome was to publish episodes 43, 44 and 45 this week. And then right now it would be yellow because I'm recording this podcast, right? And then as he updates it, he has a column, it would link to 43, 44, 45. And once 45 is in there, it would then get turned green and then all of us wouldn't need to call Tyler. We wouldn't need a link for anything. We go to one place and we all have the link for the podcast. So the social team can share it. It can be pasted in an email. It can be put in a blog post. It's, it's all right there. So we can celebrate the wins. Plus, we have a chronologically working document of the history of our entire company. How it was built. What we launched. What we edited in one massive Google Sheet broken down by week or month. So we know everything when it was done, where it was pasted, where the link went, and it makes management really easy. And then this spreadsheet has the most important tab and it's called the parking lot, which is where all new ideas go first, along with the date of entry. So Tyler and I might sync in the morning and he's like, Hey man, what's going on? I'm like, Hey bro, I have like a hundred ideas. So very like, cool. And I'll just spit them at him. Right. And he'll write them down, write them down, write them down. And then he'll go and put all of them in the parking lot with the date that I gave them to them. And all of our new ideas start in the parking lot and are brought from there to our weekly outcome tracking tab if we decide it's time to be a priority. So that ensures that I never miss an idea or a thought and it gets tracked. And then what we look at is when we're planning the next week, or well, we're sinking at the end of the week let's say a Friday like okay next week we're like oh outcome 1 still in progress outcome 2 still in progress so we only have 3 spots left and so this is what we have on the docket and we have to prioritize is this important is this a needle mover is this required or is this a distraction we need to focus on something else and so if we can pull something up from the parking lot then it becomes a priority if we don't have the capacity or the team or it's not aligned to where we're going it stays in the parking lot until space is created and it makes sense in the business. So, part number one, I'm gonna go through this again, and I cover this in depth in the Lighthouse Method course, in a video, Jonathan walks you through all of it, it's there. Number one, we use a Google spreadsheet where each team member tracks their five outcomes. It is based on outcome, not tasks. Next, that outcome is either is a box that's either red, yellow, or green, and that's updated by you or whoever the team member is. Then, we have a column for deliverable, so we have a running history of all the work and a centralized location. And then the spreadsheet has a task called parking lot and anybody can add their ideas to it. My team, myself, Tyler, Richard, anybody, the date of entry. And then we review it to determine priorities, hear it out. And then we're giving it the attention it needs without wasting time running down rabbit holes and distracting us from what's there. So that's part number one. Okay. Part number two is the daily six things. And the daily six things are really, really important. Okay. So at the end of my workday each day, I write down the six things I need to do tomorrow in order to be on pace and complete my weekly outcomes. So my schedule has a hard stop at five thirty PM every single night. So my schedule as an entrepreneur is I work from nine AM until five thirty PM every day. So at five PM I have an alarm on my phone that goes off that says six things and I have to review the day. I have to look at what I did today, what was on my plate, my outcomes, and then I have to prioritize. And I have to look at, okay, tomorrow morning or tomorrow, what are the six things that I must accomplish that are aligned with these outcomes to move me forward in those progress? And I write six of them. And the top three are the most important. So when I write these six things out from five to 5.30, at 5.30, when I'm done with work, I close my laptop and on my desk is a piece of paper, a sticky note that lists out the six things. And I don't do any more work for the rest of the night. And then when I come into the office in the morning, I am not allowed to look at email. I am not allowed to look at Slack. I'm not allowed to look at social. I'm not allowed to do anything until those first three outcomes are completed for the day. So my day is scheduled. So the first part of my day, I have at least an hour of my own time. And then if I have six things, six outcomes I'm working on that day, the first three have to be accomplished before I can do any more work. And then I can take my calls. I can do my meetings, run my mastermind calls, record podcasts, whatever the need be. And then I work on the rest of them throughout the day. And so each day, I focus on completing my six things and repeating the process. So I review my day. I write down the six things. I prioritize the top three that need to get done first before anything else. And then by the end of the day, my goal is to get those total six done, align to my outcome, and then audit, adjust until complete. And then I move forward. And if something doesn't get done today, then it gets moved to tomorrow. And it becomes on the top of the list. And there are, there are outcomes that we might be doing that take two weeks at a time. And so they stay at number one on my list until fully completed. And that's the only way to ensure they get done, that it's tracked and everybody's aligned. Okay? So that's number two. So part number one was team outcome tracking. Part number two is my daily six things. Now part number three is deadlines and deliverables. Okay. And as I mentioned in our weekly team outcome tracking, we leave space for deliverables. That's what that column is for. That creates accountability for each person on our team, including myself, because I am the hardest person to hold accountable. And I have the worst boss myself. Um, but I normally as an entrepreneur um, like to wait till the end. I work well under pressure. I'm like deadlines and that is not supportive. It's reactive. It's not there. And so the outcomes are unmean. So the team's like, hey, we need three podcasts this week. <laughs> By having accountability, I now thrive and strive to get them up on the beginning of the week versus the end of the week because there's a whole lot of waterfall effects that are associated with that and people can't do their job without it, right? So deadlines and deliverables, this includes accountability to complete the work at a level I would be proud to show my team and in turn, proud to present to the world. And so this part is extremely important. And so is having deadlines for everything you do. If you have a task without a deadline, it's a distraction. If there is not a deadline, if there is not space created, if it's not in your calendar with a due date, it's not a task, it's a distraction. And it has to have a deliverable and it has to have a deadline or else it's not helping you. It's just a liability. So whether you're doing it yourself or delegating to a team member, you have to have deadlines or it never gets done. And this is why we work in outcomes and we communicate as a team. But as we go through these, and you've just gone through the first three, you've realized we haven't talked about meetings. We haven't talked about Slack messages. We haven't talked about emails. We've talked about discipline and self-management and communication and trust because communication isn't always verbal. I can look at a spreadsheet and know exactly where we are. And we have a team, as a team, know that this week, and I'm going to keep using podcasts, we have three podcasts that have to get done. On mine, my outcome is record three podcasts. On Tyler's, it's publish and disseminate three podcasts. And on Richard, it's edit three podcasts. Right? And so when I'm done recording and my deliverables up, we're on the same worksheet. They get notified that I pasted a link in. So Monday afternoon, they get a notification, and I have a link to Dropbox posted with all three episodes. I don't have to communicate. I don't have to tell them it's done. I don't do any of that. Tyler grabs it, reviews it. Richard grabs it, starts editing it, and then they are all working on their things. And we're not having meetings about meetings about meetings, which waste time. We're very, very efficient. And so these are how we do this. And it's very, very important because... No project management software, no project management tool gets the job done. It's the discipline and how you use the tool that gets it done. That's why we use spreadsheets and Google Docs because we don't need anything fancy. It's just a way to document and communicate clearly on what we have to do. So remember, number one was team outcome tracking. Number two, daily six things. Number three, deadlines and deliverables. Number four, consequences of under-delivery. And there always has to be a consequence when something doesn't get done on time. And it doesn't mean yelling or being an ass to your employees. It doesn't. It means sitting down and having a real talk with them and yourself and figure out why. And I mean why in capital letters, not like I had an excuse or my dog ate my homework, like why it wasn't getting done on time or properly and ensuring that they're up for the job. When we do this, like we understand that we have to lead by example, but we have to also hold our teams accountable. We have to accept and believe that this is a non-negotiable of our job, and we have to accept and believe that this is a non-negotiable of their job, and they have to accept that this is a non-negotiable of their job. We have to have clear lines and boundaries that say, if you don't do this, you are forfeiting your job, and you haven't lost it. It's These are the responsibilities that come in clear communication. And a part of understanding why is you also get to learn the culture, the cadence, and things that are there. The why might be like they've worked literally eight hours straight every day and literally physically can't. And then you have to work on communication, supporting them, and setting them up to win. They might be working on working on it working on it, but then have a lack of clarity from you. And so they spend all their time in edits and iterations because there was missing communication on the front. But when you explore the why, we learn more as business owners and entrepreneurs from what, when things don't work than when they do work. Because when things don't work, we get to find the kinks, the holes, the shortcomings. And we literally start to get to treat the symptoms to then cure whatever's underneath it and create efficiencies. But there has to be consequences. And my team holds me accountable. Like, literally, like, if you don't, like, I know that if I don't get this podcast done today, that it doesn't go up. And I can't blame them for that. They literally cannot do their job because of me. They can't go record it, they can't do anything with it. So that's on me. So then I have to pay with a lot of different things I pay their salaries or I pay their pay for work that they didn't do or have to do because I failed. That's not on them. That's on me. They still get paid. I don't get to publish a podcast. So I break my cadence with you. I break trust. It doesn't go out to the world. I miss opportunities. There's a whole lot of things that are on the backside of not keeping my word. And of course, circumstances happen, things happen, but they shouldn't be the normal. So you have to create consequences of under delivery. And I will say the most important is for yourself, and then for your team. And I understand that if I don't deliver, it's not my team's fault, it's mine. And so I can't punish them, I can't take it on them and be like, oh guys, we're failing so much. No, like I advocated my leadership. And it's just really, really important to remember as an entrepreneur and a business owner. And so number four is having consequences for under-delivery, okay? And then the best part of this though is number five. And number five is celebrating and rewarding wins. And even more importantly is celebrating wins with your team. Making it worth all the hard work. We spend too much time, and I'm speaking for myself, focusing on the things that aren't working and the negatives and the struggles rather than the wins. And we need to celebrate wins because they create momentum. They create team unity. They foster a healthy culture and they foster responsibility and ownership of everything in the company regardless of their lane. And so we need to be celebrating and rewarding wins. And that is the truth. Like I don't care I really, really don't care that you closed seven sales today for one-time customers. I don't want to reward you for that. I want to reward you for the length of time that a customer stays and how amazing they feel because you fostered that conversation, right? And like this requires that we have a very clear picture of what's important for us in the company, right? We talk about our beacon of belief, your lighthouse, right? If you haven't listened to that episode or done it in any training, you need to go do it. But I talk about what your personal why is and what your business why is. And that's where you figure out the pulse and the alignment for that culture, and making sure everybody's on the same page and you foster an environment that allows you to live in that space through the work that you do. And so step number 5 is celebrating and rewarding wins and making it obvious. Like celebrate people. Make them uncomfortable with how proud you are of them. Make them uncomfortable with how much you love them and acknowledge them. And this is about everybody on the team and creating that culture and unity is massively important. Like I said at the beginning of this episode because that culture is what determines the success of the company, not the product, not anything because their energy in which they do their job is what's going to determine the results. And you can have the best tacticians and strategists all day. But if it's cold and transactional, it permeates disgustingly from the inside out and affects everything. And so you need to create pride and ownership with each person on your team. You need to celebrate wins. And I'm talking every one of them. If your team wrote an email and finished the email, it was up, celebrate it. Like we have a wins channel on our Slack. And it's like, win, win, win. I want to hear every win. I thrive on positivity. I thrive on momentum. And so I could be silent all day, right? And this is what normally happens, right? We're like, okay, cool. We'll have our weekly sync. And like, how's everybody It's The first thing we go to, well, this sucks. This didn't get done. I didn't finish this. This didn't work, right? It's so like, what happened? Oh yeah, well, we closed that deal. And we literally give 1% of the energy to the thing that moves the business forward 100% of the time. And then we give 99% of our energy to the fucking things that don't work. And we wonder why we create more of them. And this is something that took me years to solve. And uh, I remember a personal development teacher looked me dead in the eye and said, you have shitty results in your life because you focus on all the shitty things that cause it. I'm like, what do you mean? And they gave me their, you know, good term. And they're like, what you resist persists. And the truth is, is what we focus on, we bring more of because we're giving it energy and intention. And culture doesn't happen by accident positivity doesn't happen by accident. Positive results don't happen by accident. A positive mental attitude doesn't happen by accident. We have to train it. It's a muscle. And so you need to train it for yourself. Celebrate, celebrate, celebrate. Like when you walk into the office, like celebrate the fact that you had a delicious cup of coffee, you were five minutes early and you are proud of yourself. Dance around the office. I don't care. When you get on your Zoom call, celebrate the fact that you're all sitting there and you made a delicious breakfast and ate a healthy meal. Like find wins in your day. To celebrate. And then, as a leader, you're gonna then have the lens in which to find the wins for your team and their day and help them celebrate. Our job is to foster environments that people can thrive in and be their best so that we can use that skill set together to positively benefit the world. And I have never seen one employee thrive in a disgusting culture or because they hated their job or because they dreaded it or all they focused on were the negative. They felt beat up every day and they felt like they were set up to fail. There are so many parts of business that are roped into this project management style that are really the quote unquote secrets for success, but they have to be focused on. They have to be made intentional. They have to be front of mind. Nothing successful happens accidentally. Now you can get an accidental win But it's not sustained through accident. It's all through intention. And so this is how we do project management. This is how we teach project management. And quite frankly, the hardest struggle is being patient and surrendered that we can't do 8,000 things at once by limiting to six. You have to get clear and focused on what you need. We talked about your needle movers in your business in a previous episode, right? Where you focus your energy. What do you need to do to move the needle? What levers do you have to pull? Do you even know that? This forces you into clarity and simplicity, which I did an entire episode on. I don't know the number, but I'm sure we'll link it in the show notes or something. I think it's called simplicity and clarity the two keys you need to build and scale a business. But it forces that lens upon you. And if you're sitting there and you're like, oh, what's my outcome this week? You're like, post on Instagram. Well, you're obviously missing something, right? You're missing something because a post is outside the world. It's a public display or... Yeah, it's like a public display of something that you have to attract people into you, right? But there's a lot of piece under it. our content, the imagery, the blog posts, the journey that goes with it. And so you should have a parking lot full of really, really big ideas. And then you get to review and force simplicity and clarity of your brain plus prioritization on what goes in those top spots for you and for your team because you have outcomes as a company, right? Five, six, seven outcomes a week. And then each employee has an outcome for themselves that create that outcome, which means we have to know everything we're doing. It forces methodical thinking. It forces understanding your numbers. It forces understanding how your marketing is working. It forces understanding how your emails work and what moves the needle. And then you make decisions from a data-driven, logical perspective that is intentionally done to move your business forward. And this all happens by just running things like this in this level of simplicity. So I wanna go over the five things one more time for you, right, on how we do project management mastery. So number one is we have team outcome tracking. Number two, we do our daily six things, and I told you how I do mine with the three first and then the other three. Number three, we have deadlines and deliverables. Number four, we have consequences of under delivery. And number five, we have celebrating and rewarding wins. And so I I challenge you, I challenge you to listen to this episode again with a notepad or even with your team. Put your team on a Zoom call and listen to this or have them listen to it individually and get their ideas of how they would run this and how this makes their life easier and and getting simple and clear on what you're doing and moving the needle in your business and start adopting this as soon as possible. See, tools don't build houses. Carpenters build houses with plans and they use the tool to accomplish the job. Asana and Trello and Basecamp and all of them are amazing tools, but they don't create an outcome. You have to know where you want to go and what the end goal is. And then who's going to build it and then give them the tool that helps them accomplish that as expediently, accurately, and precisely as possible. And it starts here. And so we have found that by doing this, we don't even need tools anymore. We just straight up use Google Documents and Google Sheets. And it accomplishes every single thing that we need. And it's basically free. And it integrates with our calendar and gives us a running list of everything we have. And it's cloud-based and secure. And it's simple. You have to remember that tools do not build things. Carpenters build things and use the right tool. Tools do not fix your car. The mechanic who knows where they're going utilizes the right tool at that time for that job. And this is the way in which you need to see the lens of your company. And this is how we do project management mastery. So I actually have a challenge for you. Like I said, I want you to listen to this. I want you to implement it. But I want to know, as you listen to this, and many, many, many people will listen to this episode, and by the way, thank you. I absolutely love you all, and I love making these, and I love serving and supporting as long as this is helpful for you. So keep the questions coming. We'll keep recording them. But I want to know. I want you to either post in our Facebook group or send me a DM on Facebook personally. Just send it to me, George Bryant, and I want you to send me a message or post in the group. And I'd say post would be the biggest challenge reward. Uh, and if you do, I'll probably send you a gift. Hint, 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 hint. Post in our group that you are going to listen to this and implement this in your business by a deadline. I'm going to listen to this and start utilizing this exact process by X date or in the next 14 days because I want you to publicly declare that you're stepping into your power and the most efficient way to do project management no matter what, whether you just do it personally, you do it in your personal life, you do it in your business, you have your whole team do it. I want you to start playing with it. And then I want you to have the discipline to utilize it. And you're going to learn how to use the tool. Just like the first time you ever, you know, drove a stick or a manual, you know, like you learn how to do it. And then you get better and better and better and better and more efficient, more efficient, more efficient, just like anything in our lives. Right you will get out of it what you put in. But I am going to challenge you on this because this has single-handedly transformed every business I've ever touched, every student I've taught it to, every business I've been a part of. And this is the same exact project management style that is used from multi-billion dollar conglomerates all the way down, obviously at a different scale, but this fosters culture. It fosters leadership. It fosters accountability. And in the busy world that we live in, it keeps us focused on what's going to move the needle in our business. And so... That's all I'm to wrap today. I can't wait to see your posts. Um, I'm proud of you. I love you all. I'm super excited. Uh, I'm going to go record another episode now because I'm on a roll and I'm on the mend and I'm healing really well. And so I look forward to hearing in the next episode. Please, I think I covered this in the intro. Please make sure you subscribe, leave a review. And what I would love is for you to send this episode as a gift to anybody that you know would help. Whether you have two friends, three friends, five friends, an entrepreneur, a business owner, team members outside of your organization, my ask of you... Um, since I teach you this is to please send this to you know maybe three to five people so we can help spread the word and get people moving efficiently which creates more happiness and better results and better opportunities for us to work together and be together and hang out and be merry and do all the fun stuff that we want to do. So I'm going to end this episode now. Have an absolutely amazing day and I guarantee you it's a beautiful day as long as it ends with Y and you're hearing this. I think that's all of them. Remember that relationships always beat algorithms and I will see you guys in the next show and I think we cue the outro now. Thanks for listening to this episode. And like I said in the beginning, and probably a ton of times throughout, make sure you subscribe to the show if you want to hear more. Now, leave a review if you like me. Actually, don't leave a review if you like me. Just leave a review if you feel so inclined, but I'm gonna ask you because it helps other people find this, and I'm gonna give you a little marketing lesson in the outro of this anyways. Go to mindofgeorge.com so you can get into our crazy family and also get a free gift my team and I made for you. Now, here's the thing. There's only four types of customer journeys and I'm sending you to one page to cover all of it, but our job is to give you everything that you need to succeed as an entrepreneur. See, what I want is I want you to be in our family, I wanna be in a relationship with you, and I want you to have a win Before I ever get a win. And so on that page, you'll see some of the best stuff that we have. Our top podcast episodes, our free courses we put together, our free content. And there's one in particular that I'm super proud of. We put together a free 30-day transformational marketing course. Literally just need your email so you can get in and get into the membership site. We talk about the two most important documents in your business, your lighthouse and your avatar sheet, which we now call the beacon of beliefs in your captain's assessment. We teach you about the conscious and subconscious customer journey, how to have congruency in your marketing, the psychology. Psychology of email marketing, the six email sequences that your business needs to have right now to win, the two most wasted pieces of real estate and digital marketing that you can fix right now, my special five-part email recipe, and how to reframe your card abandonment strategy so you don't insult people's intelligence anymore, plus whatever else I can come up with on a certain level of crazy, because my mission is to teach you that relationships will always beat algorithms, and I'm ready to be on your team, I'm ready to be in your corner, and it's time for you to win a gold medal. So make sure you go. to mindofgeorge.com and we'll see you in the next episode. I love you all. Bye.